I, I want to say a word or two tonight uh, from the book of Revelations. From the book of Revelations, chapter 1. And you won't have no, play, no problem finding <laughs> Revelation. It's the last book in the Bible. Amen. Amen. Chapter 1. And if you will uh, be patient with me tonight, uh, I'll say to you what Elizabeth Taylor said to her last husband. I won't keep you long. Revelation chapter 1. I'm going to read verses 1 through 6. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. John to the seven churches which are in Asia Grace be unto you, and peace from him which is, and which was, and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us, and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. I want to talk about the unveiled. Christ, the unveiled Christ. The word revelation is the Greek word apokalypsis, which means to uncover and unveil. It means to pull back a covering or a veil that is hiding something. It's like being engaged to marry a man or a woman. And this person that you plan to marry is truly veiled. They are covered. And you really don't know them. 
like you're going to know them if you marry them. But at the time of engagement, you, you are planning to marry someone who is covered a veil and not knowing really what they are really like. Uh, you go right ahead and marry them anyway because you love them. But as someone has said, love is blind. But marriage will open your eyes. <laughs> so the Lord Jesus, when he was on earth, he was veiled. He was covered over, draped in flesh. And, and people, for the most part, didn't know who he was. Yeah. They referred to him as the prophet, the rabbi, a good teacher, one of the prophets. They, they didn't know. They really didn't know who he was. And that was because the Lord Jesus was, was veiled. He was covered. Uh, and nobody really knew him as, as he really was and is. No one except his only father. It says in Matthew eleven twenty seven, Jesus said... All things are delivered unto me of my Father. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son. And to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. So while on earth the Lord Jesus was veiled, he was covered over with human flesh and people really didn't know who he was. I can't say that enough because even today a lot of people and some of them are even professing Christians don't really know who he is. Uh, the Bible says in John chapter 1 he was in the world, the world was made by him. The world did not recognize him. Came unto his own. His own did not receive him. They really did not know who he was. But here in Revelation, God the Father uncovers his son so that everyone can know who he really is. Now, if you don't talk back to me tonight, I'll just keep preaching <laughs> until you start talking back. So, yeah. You know, it's like, it's, like the, it's like the pastor who came to the pulpit one Sunday, and he said, you know, today I, I, just, I just have decided that I'm just going to preach through the Bible. 
he started at Genesis and he preached and he preached and he preached and and he preached and the people just sat there. They were quiet. They wouldn't say anything. They wouldn't say amen. They wouldn't say preach on brother. They just sat there and hoped he'd shut up. And then when he got to First Peter, <laughs> he said, and, and, and what shall I do with Peter? And, and one gentleman got up and said, well, now you can give him my seat. Because <laughs> I'm going home. Having said that, you need to talk to me. <laughs> See, in, in our church, people talk back. <laughs> so, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not. <laughs> yeah. I want us to look at uh, some verses here. And the verses I want you to look at are in verse 5. It says, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth. First thing I want you to notice is that it says in this verse, unto him that loved us. Talking about the Lord Jesus. The unveiled the uncovered Christ. What the Bible says about him here is that he loved us. He loved us. He loved us. He loved us. Yellow, brown, black, and white, all are precious in his sight. He loved us. I, I like that. He loved us. He, he didn't just love me. He loved us. And us uh, is all mankind, but especially those who believe. Yeah, he, he, loved, he loved us. And this love that he had for us is unconditional love. He loved us unconditionally. Yeah, he, he loved us unconditionally. Just the way we were and just the way we are. He loved us unconditionally. Now, a lot of us love, but we don't love unconditionally. Our, our love is based on your performance. Uh, our love for you is based on your love for us. It's conditional love. But, but he loved us uh, unconditionally. Romans 5, 8 says, But God commended his love toward us. Toward us. In the country they said toward us is. <laughs> toward us. Yeah, toward us. Unconditional love. Yes. And, and, and I'm talking about sinners. Oh, and sometimes when you read the Bible, you need to take time to read uh, the description of sinners. Uh, all kind of sinners. 
But in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 3 and 4, is a partial list of the, of the different kinds of sinners. For it says in those verses, some sinners are lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, uh, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. Seemed like I can hear somebody saying, I didn't, you didn't identify me nowhere. <laughs> I am not listed among those sinners. Well, let's see if you can find yourself in these. <laughs> Liars. Thieves. Murderers. Adulterers. Sex offenders. Kidnappers. Terrorists. Child molesters. Wife beaters. Dope pushers. Prostitutes, drunkards, and if you didn't find yourself, here's another one, gamblers. Someone, someone said that Christians, even Christians gamble. That if they stayed out of Reno and Las Vegas, they would have to close those places down. <laughs> trying, trying to trying to get rich quick by pulling on the slot machine. And others uh, played a lotto. And when they played, they're praying. <laughs> Said, Lord, if you just let me hit it one time. <laughs> I'll pay my tithes. I heard of one, one pastor down in Los Angeles. He was up preaching about people gambling. And said, now you can go to Reno and Las Vegas if you want to. And if you win some money, don't bring that filthy lucre in here. And said, that worked just fine until his wife hit it. And then he said to his people, it's okay. <laughs> Just pay your tithes. God, God loved us. The Lord Jesus loved us unconditionally. But he not only loved us unconditionally, he loved us sacrificially. For the rest of that eighth verse in Romans chapter 5 says, When we were yet sinners... He died for us. Now that's sacrificial love. Yeah, a lot of people will love, but they don't love you sacrificially. No, no, they're not going to sacrifice anything to prove to you that they love you. You all have to help me, but it's like, you know, the hog and the chicken. Walking down the street one morning, they saw this sign said, Free Breakfast. 
And, uh, and the chicken said to the hog, why don't we provide the free, the free breakfast? I'll provide the eggs and uh, you, you provide the ham. <laughs> and they can have ham and eggs for breakfast. And said the pig grunted and said, uh, for you to give the eggs, now that's a donation. <laughs> but for me to give the ham, now that's a sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. Unto him that loved us. But now notice he goes on to say in that same verse, this is verse 5 of Revelation chapter 1. Not only unto him that loved us, but unto him who washed us. He loved us. And then he washed us. He washed us. Yes, from our sins, notice, in his own blood. He loved us. And then it says he washed us. He didn't just give us a bath. He washed us from our sins in his own blood. Now, I, I have a, we have a condo in Stockton. And we are in the process of renovating it, kind of cleaning it up, doing some uh, painting and that sort of thing. And the carpet needed cleaning. And I noticed the carpet had some bad spots on it. Deep, black, stained spots. And I said to him, uh, you, I would like to have the carpet clean, but uh, I'm kind of skeptical as to whether you can get those spots up. And he said, oh, yes, I can get the spots up. So he pulled this little machine in there and he sprayed some stuff on those spots. And I tell you, you never knew they were there. When that man got through uh, spraying those spots, then he took his machine and he cleaned the carpet. And, and being a preacher, <laughs> I, I, found, I found a message in that. Yeah. I said, you know, uh, the Lord Jesus is in the cleaning business too. But when he looked at you and me and saw all these bad stains and spots in our lives, he did not attempt to uh, clean them up with, with some kind of solution or detergent. And, and you know, that's the way sin is. It leaves you with spots. And, and, and they're, they're stained. There's some stains in your life. Stains in mine. Some spots in my life. Spots in your life. But the good news is tonight, the Lord Jesus, He washed us from our sins. In his own blood. Yes. In his blood. He just started washing us and washing us and our sins and our spots and our stains disappeared. 
And, and, and where did they go? His blood took them away. Oh, I love him for that. I don't know about you. I know some people that come to church on Sunday, they ain't never done nothing wrong. They've always been good. And I keep hearing them say just about every Sunday when I ask them, how you doing? I'm good. And I have to correct them and tell them the Lord Jesus said there's none good. But the Father, don't come in here talking about how good you are. Yeah, yeah. They disappeared in his blood. I said they disappeared in his blood. And nobody can find them. My sins, my sins, your sins have disappeared in the blood of Jesus. And nobody can find them. Praise God. Do you know he took our sins away? He didn't just cover our sins. He canceled our sins. The Bible says he took them away. Yeah, he was the holy one. The righteous and the just one. And he took our sins and he bore them in his body on the tree. And when he got through... I tell you, you couldn't find our sins anymore. Yeah. He, he washed us from our sins. And in washing us from our sins, listen, do you know the Lord has forgiven us all of our trespasses, all of our sins. He has hid them in the sea of forgetfulness. And the old preacher said, and you know what? He put up a sign that said, no fishing in this water. Yeah. He loved us. And he washed us from our sins in his own blood. But I'm not through yet. In verse 6, and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. And notice he says, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. He loved us. And then he washed us. And then he made us. He made us kings and priests. Yeah, First Peter 2, 9. For you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that he should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. <clears throat> We, we the believers, we, we are the priesthood of believers. That's what we believe. All believers make up the priesthood of God. Yeah, we don't have to go down to someone who says that he's a priest hiding behind a curtain and confess our sins to him. 
Because we have in the Lord Jesus a great high priest. I've often wondered when the people go in to confess their sins to the, the gentleman, the brother, the priest, or whoever's behind the curtain. What does he do with them? <laughs> All believers constitute the priesthood of believers. And what is our, what is our privilege? What is our responsibility as priests? What is our job description? Hebrews thirteen fifteen says, By him, therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Oh, I was so happy tonight when I came in. I saw these people up here giving thanks, giving praise to God. I thought I was in a Baptist church. Because <laughs> I was, as they say in, in the country, Baptist born, Baptist bred. And one preacher said, and when I'm going to be Baptist dead. <laughs> but we believed in, when we, when we came into the church house, we believed in praising the Lord. Yeah, we, we didn't just sit up and look and wonder and sleep. When we'd come into the sanctuary, we would praise God. Because that's what the Bible tells us to do. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All eat land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us. And not we ourselves. We are his people. And the sheep of his pastor. Therefore enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him. And bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endure To all generations. So we have come tonight. To the Valley Bible Church. To join in with our brothers and sisters. Some of us are chocolate. And some are vanilla. But we've come together because we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And we have come here tonight, listen, to give praise and honor and glory and dominion unto him who loved us and washed us from our sins and made us kings and priests unto God even his father. In the first portion of Revelation here, he starts out with a blessing. Verse 3, blessed. Is he that readeth and they that hear the words of the prophecy and keep 
those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. But the part I'll share with you tonight is the benediction. First the, first the blessing. And if God has blessed you as he has blessed me, then we ought to conclude tonight with the benediction. And notice what the benediction is. Notice what it says. Unto him be glory and dominion forever. Notice, and ever. And ever. Amen. So we have come tonight. Some people have come from afar. Others have come from nearby. But we have come. We have come. We've come with our burdens and our griefs and our sorrows, our trouble, our heartache and pain. But we have come. We've come to honor him, to praise him, to give thanks to him, to glorify him and to worship him. Yeah, Jesus, our Savior and Lord. Unto him be glory and dominion and power both now and forever unto him. I said unto him, the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, the prince of the kings of the earth, the first and the last, king of kings, lord of lords, root and offspring of David. The bright and morning star, Jesus, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, which was, which is, and which is to come, the Almighty, yeah, honor Him, give Him glory, give Him power, praise Him. Forever and ever. Thank him. I want to thank him tonight. Yes. Because what I am, he made me. What I have, he gave me. What I know, he taught me. Where I am, he brought me. And where I'm going, he's going to take me. Yeah. When I was down, he picked me up. When I was outdoors, he took me in. When I was lost, yeah, he saved me. Under him be blessing and honor and praise and dominion. Yeah, forever and ever. Hallelujah. Yeah. Bless his name.